Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, JC, and Recalibrate is all about focusing on the tiny shifts that you can make in order to experience more joy and happiness in your own life. I'm such a strong believer that you don't need to overhaul your entire life in order to feel better, and the biggest changes will come from the smallest of steps. My mission is to leave you feeling empowered and inspired to create change and help you reconnect back to yourself so that you can live a more fulfilling and purpose-driven life. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all of the health and wellness content out there or you're just on a journey to live a happier more mindful life then join me each tuesday to listen and learn more i am so so happy to have you here on today's episode i am so excited to have maddie on the podcast i found maddie through something she created called find your offline which is all about finding community in this remote work from home world that turned into such a big movement to help individuals cultivate who they are offline Her community has grown to over 2,000 members and she hosts meetups all over the city as a way to bring people together and foster new friendships. She is amazing and today we talk about everything from building community to ways to explore your hobbies through different activities, breaking down the perception of what we're seeing online, stepping outside your comfort zone, and how Find Your Offline came to be. Before we go into today's conversation, if you could take a moment and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I appreciate you guys so, so much. Now, let's get into it. Welcome, Maddie, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited for this interview. I found Maddie through her video that we were just talking about that went viral on TikTok where she did a pop-up event with a book club event. So then I started stalking your page and saw all the other amazing events that you were putting on. Do you want to do a little background into yourself and then find your offline so that everyone can get to know you? Yeah. So I'm Maddie Boumet. I currently live in New York City. A short synopsis. Pre-pandemic, I was actually a performer and had been performing off-Broadway. The pandemic happened. Obviously, that was probably the most difficult path to choose in regards to droplets being spread, touch, human interaction, being on top of each other and performing for a large crowd. So I really had to like figure out, okay, what is my short-term game plan? What is potentially my long-term game plan as we were all kind of figuring out what COVID and everything during that time was. So I kind of dove into marketing, design, all of that. I was freelancing for a little bit. I ended up really enjoying it, building kind of like a boutique style agency, so to speak. I ended up having a client that was a sex therapy business really enjoyed working with them. They really enjoyed working with me. And then eventually a little over a year of working together, they approached me with a full-time offer. And so I kind of had to weigh like, do I want to go back to performing? Do I want to do this new career path, which was social media strategy and design? And ultimately I felt really fulfilled in the moment. And I was like, I feel like this is a universal sign to take this trajectory. So right now I work For a sex therapy business, I do social media management and launch management. And on the side, I create content and also am working on what I like to call my passion project, which is find your offline. And so we aim to create events offline so that way people can find their offline community, specifically in New York 
who knows down the road if it branches off into other locations, but we know how difficult the work from home environment can be. I just think as a society, as a whole, specifically for people in their 20s, it can feel so isolating. And I feel like in a city like New York, it seems like everybody has these posses and these like girl groups or just, you know, big groups of friends. And I was like, no one else is feeling this way. There's not a chance. I'm the only one working from my little studio apartment. And so I one time shared on TikTok that feeling and the once was astounding. And so I was like, okay, I am not the only one that feels this way. And so that's kind of how it was born. Thank you so much for sharing. That's awesome. It's cool that you have your full-time job and then also your passion project. Like this podcast is my passion project. It's funny. It's this little portion of your life, but it is so fulfilling and probably brings you a lot of joy, but it's amazing to have both. Totally. Yeah. I think it's like a necessary element, especially if you're someone who works from home where you can have that like, okay, now I'm transitioning. Even if you're, if you enjoy working out, you kind of have that like, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to like turn the day off and then focus on something that's not related to paying bills, not related to any of that, but it's just something that like brings you joy and excitement. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like it just uses a different part of my brain. And even if I'm like stressed about work or I'm doing all of these different things, whenever I get to work on the podcast or I also teach yoga, so that's my other passion. But whenever I get to do those things, it just makes me feel so, I can't even describe it, but I'm sure that's how you feel too with Find Your Offline. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely been a mixture as building something new is oh, yeah. it's very much like a roller coaster where one <laughs> minute you're like oh my god we sold out this book club in less than 30 minutes and then the next week it's you know cold emailing businesses and trying to figure out like how do you make events for a large group of people not cost $150 person <laughs> because who wants to pay that to make friends so it's very much enjoyable but also comes with the moments of like holy crap this is really hard. Oh my God. Yeah. I talk about that with my friend all the time of the creative process, quote unquote, of building the podcast. And there's sometimes where I'm so energized and so inspired and I have a million ideas that I want to talk about and do and I can go, go, go. And then I'll either I'll record an episode or I'll just be in kind of a rut and I'm like, I have nothing to talk about. Everything's horrible. I hate this. And it kind of just goes in a cycle. And then of course you end up loving it again, but it's definitely hard. It's not just all easy. <laughs> For sure. And I think that is what's nice about it being a passion project is like you can have that love-hate relationship with it because you're not relying on it to put food on the table and that kind of thing. And I feel like your podcast, you know, at the end of the day, you want to like give that art and that information and just wisdom to the world. And I I think Find Your Offline comes from that place too, where it's like, I just want to bring people together. So having that positive, just like love for the sake of love that keeps you going is definitely helpful when the times get a little bit draining or just like (laughs) you were saying, you're just like in a creative rut and you don't know how to press forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you said you were kind of experiencing this place where like working from home was making you feel isolated. I also work from home, so I definitely have experienced that. I have days where like the first person I talk to all day is a cashier in the grocery store. Like if I don't have any meetings and I'm just so stuck in this 
little world of my tiny apartment. And it really affects you more than you realize. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I don't have any coworkers in New York. So Uh, it's not even an element of like, oh, we have an office we can go to or I can Zoom with a coworker (laughs) during the day and then be like, oh, let's meet up later. Yeah. The closest coworker is in Nashville. And as incredible as it would be like, oh, I'm going to go to fly to Nashville for happy hour. That's just not a possibility. So I feel you 100% where it's like, if I don't have a meeting, I noticed and I still do. My boyfriend comes through the door and I'm like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Talk to me because I haven't talked to a single human all day. Like, I'm like, should I get a dog? So I have other interaction during the day, but it really can feel like the most and not even intimate, but just genuine human to human interactions you're having are like at the grocery store or on the subway when someone bumps into you and you're like, (laughs) oh, sorry, excuse me. You know, you're like, oh, that was like such a deep interaction I shared (laughs) with that person. That's so funny. Yeah. I do the same exact thing to my boyfriend. He works in person and I obviously worked from home. He's super social, talking to people all day with so many people in the office and I would just not speak all day. And then we would hang out at night and it'd be like, let's talk, let's do all these things. I'm so bubbly. And he just is like, what the heck? He already used all of his social energy for the day. And then it took him a while to realize like, oh my God, sometimes I'm the first person that you talk to all day, which is just so crazy. You don't even realize. Yeah. You're like, uh, do you want to schedule a Zoom meeting with me in the middle of the day to fix that? It really is one of those very, you kind of don't realize until you have that perspective shift or you speak to someone who works in person and they're just like, they can't fathom it. I did have a great moment when this first video went viral about, you know, working from home, etc. Some like older gentleman, bless his heart, was like, this is why young people shouldn't work remotely. Like, oh <laughs> like it was like this big thing. And I think, you know, with this conversation, it's such a double-edged sword because on one extreme, like, yes, I would love if like my job had some form of in-person. That would be great. If like once a week or two times a week, I could go into an office and collaborate in person that would be amazing but on the flip side having a totally remote job is amazing because you know we can travel and we can like stay an extra week somewhere or stay with family like longer than we would initially think to because we can just log on and work a full day anywhere in the world you know so it is that like hate to love it love to hate (laughs) it like which which way am I feeling today kind of thing Yeah, no, I know. It's hard when you have like one or the other. Always, I feel like a balance would be nice. I know you were saying this kind of birthed out of you working from home. Did you ever have any of these feelings before even COVID happened? Or do you feel like you've had a pretty good community before that? And that was really the catalyst for it to start? Yeah, I think community for me is always something that I've been searching for. I Mm -hmm. think that specifically in college, I went for my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in theater. And like so much of my life was in my nature, doing certain things, working on certain things that I always felt like, okay, I have a very specific community, but like, how do I meet people here? And how do I meet people there? I'm definitely a person that enjoys talking to just different kinds of people. I was constantly like, okay, I need to just like branch out. I was always kind of like, okay, I want to meet all different kinds of people. So I worked at a yoga studio so I could meet that community and get to know that community. So I think I've always been someone who is 
searching for that sense of community. I'm very much admittedly an extroverted introvert where I like love time with people. Sometimes I might have to be like persuaded, like, hey, let's go do these plans with like this group of people. And initially I might be like, oh, I'm going to in like reading or doing this sounds really good. But then once I go, I have a great time. Um, so I think I am that person where it's like, I like to have that community, but I'm not the person who depends on it. Like, I always need to like be said by people. I'm very happy. I, you know, lived on my own when I moved back to New York after the pandemic. Like I enjoy like my own little solitude, but I think community is definitely something that I've been always been searching for. You're speaking my language with the extroverted introvert. I have a lot of friends here that I love to hang out with, but I also just need to be persuaded because like I'm very content being alone, reading my book and not going anywhere. Like I just I really enjoy being alone, but I know obviously being around people and like having community is so important for your mental health. And I sometimes stray the opposite direction where like I can isolate myself way too much. And then like I'll start to get social anxiety about being around people. That is totally me. And I think something I've been very fortunate to have is like to be in a relationship that someone knows that, acknowledges it, and then kind of does this subtle nudge. He's like, Maddie, let's go. Right. Saturday is a prime example. I worked out. I was feeling just a little tired. I was like, you know, it sounds so good. You know, it is sunny outside, but it's a little cold. Like just staying in, relaxing. We had friends from Brooklyn be like, hey, let's go. You know, just walk around when we're like, We'll just like maybe grab a coffee, catch up, et cetera. And I think initially I was like, absolutely not. Like if you think (laughs) I'm going to get on a subway and go all the way, lo and behold, he was like, why don't you relax? Let's leave at 2.20. And so sure enough, you know, (laughs) 2.20 rolls around. We're out the door. We literally come home and I'm like, that was so fun. Like, thank you. So, but I think that that is, you know, important to have that balance or someone who can just kind of like give you that gentle nudge if you are someone who needs it. And I fully acknowledge that that is me. Yeah. Uh, And so I think for Find Your Offline, that's been something even for myself and hosting these events or planning them. Like I would be lying if the day of to like the hour leading up to the event. I'm not so nervous and anxious. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go to this bookstore and meet the 50 people I don't know. And like, what am I going to say? Like every time it's, it's a cycle. Like every yeah. time I'm in my head and I, I can only imagine how other people feel, but then having it on your calendar and kind of like committing and saying like, okay, I bought the book club ticket. I read the book. Like I'm going to show up and I would almost guarantee that everyone who walks out, even if they didn't, you know, meet their new best friend, they just walk out with that sense of like, wow, that was a great two hours. I had great conversations. I laughed. Maybe I like connected. Maybe I got a new phone number or, you know, maybe I just stepped out of my comfort zone and like that was great. So that is, I think, also something that has been beneficial to come out of it that I like didn't initially plan for. And it's really cool to see what people kind of like do with it. After the last book club, a few people were like, we traveled all the way from the Upper East Side. We're continuing (laughs) this. We're going out for drinks. But it was just cool to see like this group of people who were strangers not two hours ago be like, hey, should we all just go out for a drink because we're here? Like, why not? Yeah, that's so amazing. And I feel like you touched on so many points. 
way, probably people coming to the event are seeing you run the event and being like, oh my God, this girl's so amazing and confident and like has no stress and easily can make friends and you're freaking out before the event too. So I feel like that's very comforting to people who are trying things for the first time. Even though you're the one that literally planned the event, it's still stressful for you. Oh my God, Um, yeah. And I that's how I like to open every event is just take a moment to celebrate yourselves and just kind of have that moment of like fuck yes I showed up and I am putting myself out it almost feels like dating you know it's like I'm like putting myself out there I'm uncomfortable and so I always try to like have everyone in the room acknowledge hey this probably feels awkward for everyone here like great we got that on the way like let's just chat and have a fun time so that's always been really important to me is to not have this like I don't want to use the word holier than thou but like yeah. like ooh, I figured everything out no not at all <laughs> like I've been building this for everyone else and myself included, because this is what I wish existed for me personally. Yeah, that's so important to have. One of my friends that I met from going to an event started this company called Art Girl. And every other Tuesday, people can just go and you can go alone, you can bring a friend. And it's just kind of two hours to use your hands, get off your phone, do something out of your comfort zone and be creative. But I go to this event. I'm not a painter or an artist by any means. And I went by myself and and I just met a bunch of people there. And then we started to have like, so many like common interests and everyone is looking for connection. But that first initial hurdle is so hard to get over. But once you do the thing, like you said, you're like, oh, what was I so worried about? This is great. This is fun. For sure. Yeah. Initially, when I set out, I was like, OK, I'm trying Bumble BFF. But I felt like the Bumble BFF hurdle was like 12 feet high. I was <laughs> like, I need a hurdle that's four max. Yeah. Because at least in a group setting, you can kind of like test the waters with multiple people. And it's like, oh, if you like click with one person, great. If you don't, you know, you're in a room full of other people. I guarantee you there's going to be someone there that you can make conversation with for a little bit at least. (laughs) But something about Bumble BFF, I think especially for me, like coming off of the dating app scene in New York, I was like, I can't do that again. I can't go on these dates. So that's that sounds super cool. I'm definitely going to have to check that out because likewise, I would love, I'd probably be super into the art and like doing something out of your comfort zone. But that's something that totally in my apartment, I'd never be like, I'm going to paint tonight. Exactly. I don't consider myself that by any means. Yeah. It's so low stakes. It's so fun. I'll send it to you after. I did a podcast episode with her too. She's amazing. But she does such cute events. She'll do like you play with clay or you have beading or do vision boards, like stuff that anyone can do. It's really accessible, but it's just so fun. And you get to meet so many new people and just add some diversity into your week. Because I think a lot of times we just get stuck doing like the same routines over and over again. And then you do that for like two months and then you look back and you're like, what did I do that was new or exciting or fun? Um, I've been thinking a lot about unlearning productivity and I feel like there's been so much research that we just don't do enough things for fun for no reason other than to just experience joy. (laughs) And I am really seeking out new ways to just do things like that. So that's another reason why I think Find Your Offline is so cool. What was your first ever event like? I want to know the details of how that. So I'm a type A person where I'm like, (laughs) things to be planned. This is the plan, blah, blah, blah. So I think kind of how it started was very interesting from a me really not having control, which almost probably was a good thing. But this first video goes, 
viral all of a sudden. And it's not even me trying to like build to find your offline. It's literally like, hey, does anyone else feel this way? And a video. Like yeah. there's no call to action or anything like that. In that video, what did you say? What I was, was just that? like, I have tried Bumble BFF. How do people find community or friends in New York? And so many responses of like, oh my gosh, I would love to grab coffee. Like my Instagram DM, it was almost like the opposite where I was like, oh my God, I'm so anxious to respond to all of these yeah. people. Like it's so nice to see this pouring of like, hey, let's grab coffee. Like I think we would hit it off, that kind of thing. But so many people were like, oh my God, we should all grab drinks or something like that. So quickly my like little marketing brain was like, great, this is maybe the time to launch this idea that I remember like laying in my boyfriend JC's old apartment and being like, I think I want to create something like this. And he was probably like, okay, like let's go to bed. And I'm like conspiring. But yeah. I was like, okay, I, I guess this video is taking off. This is the time to make it into something. So have you heard of Geneva, the app? Geneva? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a, a Geneva home and I really quickly changed the link in bio, like put it there. And I was like, go here, like go to the find your offline home. And I, I don't even know when the name came to be, but I was like, okay, go there. And so I tried to like get all the people to join that specific yeah. home. And then I think the next week we had a happy hour drinks at a bar up on the Upper West Side. I feel like 50 or so people came out. And the same thing. I was like shaking leading up to it. I was like, I have no idea what to say. Like, this is so weird. And it was so cool. Like, I remember going and it was just like so many different people. I don't know how we lucked out. But the bar that we were at had this really cool whole platform. And we kind of took over this whole top platform as if we had like rented it out. So it really felt like this intimate, like everyone was standing, getting to know each other. Like it was just all happening so naturally to the point of where this guy starts talking to me and he's like, what's going on up there? Like, is everybody co-workers? And that was the moment where I was like, okay, this is working because an outside person is looking at this group thinking everybody already knows each other. Yeah. Like, that's freaking cool to, like, see this group of strangers as an onlooker and be like, there's already something going on. Um, and so in that moment, I was like, actually, no. It gave him my little, like, elevator <laughs> speech that I had not practiced and was coming up with on the fly. But I just remember walking away from that night and just being like, that was so cool. Everyone was so vulnerable in sharing their stories because it was like, oh, I'm here in New York because, you know, my boyfriend or fiance is a resident at a hospital here. So, like, I you know, uprooted my entire life we had in X, Y, or Z. And yeah. like, now I live here and I know no one. And the other person was like, I just have a difficult time making friends and want to like meet new people. And everyone had different stories. And it was so cool to hear how open people were with sharing them. Because I kind of feel like from the outside, a lot of us probably hold that really close to the chest. And we all act like, oh, no, like we're good. Like we have yeah. our community. We don't need anything. So to like have this room full of people that are feeling the same, like mutual desire to connect and find their people was just really cool. So that was the first one that kind of skyrocketed everything it could be, which was really fun. That's so amazing. Do you notice that a lot of the same people come to a lot of the events or is it different people every time? What is that like? Yeah. So I've more recently tried to get into a habit and routine. 
So kind of in the fall, winter of last year was when I was really like, okay, we're going to do, you know, two events at minimum a month. This is how it's going to work. So more recently, yeah, there's been a lot of repeat people, which has been kind of cool. And like, it was funny. I, someone referenced it as like, oh, I already started our book club book. And I was oh, like, oh, that's, oh, so, like, that's <laughs> so cool. You know, like that kind of thing. So that was really cool. And it, and it is nice. And it's one of those words, like, even if you don't necessarily hang out with these people in between the events, you kind of form a little bit of a connection with them at one. And so it's kind of nice that the next one, you can like chat about that. We did a 305 fitness class. Have you ever taken a 305 no, fitness No, but I've heard of it. It sounds so fun. Okay. It is wild. Like <laughs> it was very fun, but it's literally like twerking. And yeah, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was <laughs> such a fun experience because everyone was new to it. We were all just like laughing, sweating, felt like we were dying. And so it was really fun to like share that experience with those people. And so then the next time I saw a few people from it, we were just cracking up about how sore we were or just how ridiculous it was, like how fun it was. So it is like this wild experience to have this like really shared, fun, intimate memory with people that you, you know, maybe see every month. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, even though I like doing things alone, I would be kind of nervous to do something like that by myself. So even just having a group of people to try something new with, even if you don't know the other people that well, I feel like it's still comforting to be able to be like, okay, I know this person and we can go to a 305 fitness class for the first time. And maybe that encourages them to have the confidence to go alone the next time or something like that. Totally. And I feel like fitness classes for me sometimes are like that because yeah. it's like everybody has their set routine that they, they walk in and they like know which locker they go to and they have a set spot in the room and they're probably in a matching set. And so it's like, <laughs> to me, the New York City yeah. fitness scene can be like very overwhelming and not something that I necessarily am like, this is what I want to do on my Saturday morning. But to like go in to this new experience and know that like the whole knowing people is out of the equation. Yeah. Everyone is in the same boat of, I don't know the person to my right. I don't know the person to my left. Here we go. Like, let's give it a try for the next hour. Yeah, that's amazing. How do you come up with the ideas for the events? So feedback is really key. I'm always at the end of every <laughs> event. I'm like, what do you want to do? Let me know. I'll send the email because kind of how everything comes to fruition is just me emailing spots in New York. So I'll see something or I'll hear something and I try to find more like independently owned, female owned or like VIPOC owned businesses to work with because ultimately I want it to help them too. I want to like bring a new potential client base to them. I may test the waters and be like, hey, how does everyone feel about this? And people are usually pretty honest. Yeah. Um, I also have like a survey that I ask people to fill out. The thing that really does become tricky in New York is just pricing because yeah. Like, I would love to do a cooking class, but I looked into, like, pasta making classes because I was like, that would be so fun. Like, imagine, like, a Friday night, just, like, trying to meet people, making pasta, then you to eat the pasta afterwards. <laughs> and the quotes that I got were astronomical to the point where I was like, okay, plan B is to find someone who has a big enough apartment that would be willing to host like 15 strangers. Like, it was just wildly expensive. So that's the other tricky element is I don't feel like your opportunity to make friends or find community should be behind this wild paywall. 
So I'm always very clear that any fee that anyone ever pays, find your offline is not a moneymaker. Yeah. We're paying for the actual fee itself for the business and then, you know, taxes and potential a few little fees here and there to pay for the email marketing and stuff like that. Like I wish I made an income off of it. I don't because that is really tricky with figuring out like how can you provide these fun, exciting events that aren't ridiculously expensive because I just think that's not necessarily what people are interested in right now. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a good point because I talk to a lot of my friends about different activities or hobbies and it goes one of two ways that either like people say I know what my hobbies are have them but it's so expensive to practice them in New York City or it goes I don't know what my hobbies are I have no idea how to find them or even where to start and again the same thing it's so expensive to try these different things out so especially in New York City it's very difficult to figure out like, okay, I want to do something fun. I want to have new experiences. But then how do you balance that with not paying like a million dollars? Yeah, no, for sure. The other thing just from like a running a small business perspective that I've learned is people's schedules and so many things going on. Sometimes you have to add a monetary element in it to get people to kind of follow through. I know that feels like weird to say, but Specifically, like when we are working with a smaller business, like books are magic. Like a lot of the times if we do like free tickets, the number of no-shows we get is so much higher than oh. when we charge just like a tiny, you know, price that covers, like I said, you know, fees, taxes, yeah. snacks for the event, that kind of thing. Like that I have learned over the few months is like key in, especially when you're just working with a business where you have to give them numbers and stuff like that. Um, But for our more relaxed events like walk or, you know, things that are totally free, that's one where it's like, you know, as many people want to sign up as possible. That's great. We know we get 900 signups. Like we're going to flaunt it and be like, (laughs) this is amazing. But we know that 900 people are not going to come walking through Central Park with us. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, maybe someday that would be awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So I know I've seen some of your events, like the book club, obviously. And then you just mentioned the walks. What have been some of your favorite events that you've done? Or like, what's the range of events that you guys do? Yeah, so we've done picnics. I'm very excited for the warmer weather. I think that opens up just so much more opportunity and specifically for the book club. Our book club last year was solely free and outside, which was so nice because it was just fun to like meet at Central Park. And, you know, if you could come great, bring a blanket, people would share blankets, bring snacks. Like it was just very relaxed. And of course, with it being 30 degrees, you're not going to be like, okay, everyone bring your parka. Like, let's sit out and discuss (laughs) the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Like, no, no (laughs) one wants to do that. So I'm very excited for the warmer weather. So that way that can come back just with the sheer number of people that have been interested in the book club. We did a candle making class that was super fun to the point where the first one sold out so then we held a second one and that business has been amazing to work with it's Wiccan Poor downtown Ooh. just super fun they have created a great environment every time that's like a perfect example of kind of how an activity breaks the ice because you're like lassie trying to figure out what you're doing yeah. you're trying to figure out like oh should I put sparkles in my candle what color should I make it what scent should I pick all those kind 
kinds of little things happening, I feel like make conversation so much easier because you're like sharing the experience and you can discuss that. So I think that that has definitely been one of my favorites for sure. I want to do a yoga class. That would oh be my super God. fun. I would love to do that. So full disclosure, yeah. my boyfriend before was like, what's the podcast called? He was like, looking <laughs> up everything. And he was like, oh, she teaches at Core Power. And I was oh like, my God. Oh, oh, like maybe we should like collab. We on should something. do one. He was like, he was like event, event. So <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, that we should oh definitely God. chat about that. Yes. So. Okay. A, I love that your boyfriend is like sourcing events. That's great. You trained he him very well. He calls it his $5 idea. <laughs> Anytime he has a good idea that I'm like, oh, that's really good. I should do that. He's like, $5. I'm like, okay. You need to pay him commission. Yeah, that's what the fee yeah. goes to. It goes to paying the fee him. goes to paying the ideas. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. Sure. Oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. I would love to teach and do an event. That would be so fun. We have to set that up. But okay, cool. So yeah, those events are so amazing for you personally. Like I know obviously you put a lot of time into messaging businesses and stuff for putting on events or find your offline. What are some of your personal favorite things to do in the city? And like, where do you find things like that? Ooh, I admittedly spend a lot of time on TikTok. So yeah. there's great ideas there. Um, I also am a person where I used to, and I want to bring it back soon. It, it kind of dies down during the winter, but Time Out New York and a bunch of like Thrill List, a bunch of those great city resources. They do a roundup each week of fun things that are happening in the weekend, which I think is super cool. Like they always talk about whether it's art exhibits, parades, just very like niche things that are both free or paid to be a part of. And for Kinder Offline, I used to like feature them and we would put them in the Geneva group. So that way people could comment and be like, oh, I want to check this out and then maybe connect with other people to Uh. go with. Um, So those are kind of two of my favorite ways to kind of source ideas. I'm definitely like a creature of habit and I do love a cheap adventure. So I'm like ready for it to become warm. So just exploring the city and checking out different green space can be more routine and like a fun activity for me to partake in. There's also so many people that dedicate accounts to cool free things that are happening. I follow one. I think it's literally called NYC for free. And they always post really good events like roundups like you were saying. I also use the nudge, which I don't know if you Yes, the nudge. Someone else just told me about this newsletter email. It's called The Skint, S-K-I-N-T. And their tagline is free and cheap New York every day. And then they literally just by day go through and give different things. A lot of it is in the arts focus. They'll Mm -hmm. do art shows or documentaries, movies and stuff like that. I'll send it to you and I'll link it down below. But I just found out about that one. I'm sure like you said, there's a lot of accounts to kind of source out and I always find things from TikTok as well. Yeah. I take my likes on TikTok very seriously because (laughs) I use it as like my way to go back and reference things. I'm sure mine is full with things in New York that I wanted to check out. But that's how I've discovered a lot of different places. I think that's how I discovered Wiccan 4. I want to do something with Happy Medium. I know that we have a lot of requests for like a paint and sip. I think people want to do... 
That's so fun. I was asking my friends before we did this episode, what types of questions do you have in this space? And a lot of them had said stuff like, I either know what I like to do, but I'm not sure how to find it. Or how does she find all of these activities to do in the city? Because people are searching for these things to do. Like no one wants to just go through their week and do the same things over and over again. But it's really sometimes can be hard to find or yeah, like people just aren't sure where to start looking. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those where I'm sure you have this with the podcast like you sit here and you're like I should add that as like a whole pillar of just find your offline like your guide to like how to find fun things because I got an email today where it was like you can reserve tickets for live shows in New York so like Uh. we've seen Stephen Colbert live which was really cool and Drew Barrymore also films in New York The thing that's tricky with that one is it's during the day. But Um, in this email, it was like, if you do you have a large group that would want to attend? And for a second, I was like, how cool would that be to like bring a group to the Drew Barrymore live? Oh, my gosh. But that's I'm like right here. I'm like, oh, maybe I should make a section that here's fun things to check out or like here's places to find activities to check out on your own or that kind of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll definitely link your Geneva in the show notes as well because I love that you said even if it's not your event people are just posting events and then going together I feel like sometimes people just need a buddy to go to things and that can be a great way to overcome that barrier as well for sure I think that volunteering is also a really great way to potentially meet people who share common interests if you are volunteering at a place or with a program that you share mutual interest in and Something that I want to build out in the next few months is figuring out like monthly or maybe every other month volunteer opportunities too. you know, because you're doing an activity. It's free. You also, you know, you're giving back to either the city or a community in the city. Um, And so I think that that would also be like a really interesting way to meet people. That would be literally amazing. I was talking to one of my friends the other day that I have been seeking to volunteer in the city but I just don't know where to find there there's so many that like I don't know where to start and I feel like that would be such a great activity to do with a group like find your offline having a someone to like say hey this is a good volunteering spot I've been here before or I know what to do or like where to go would be amazing to have yes I feel that wholeheartedly because I made this list where it was like 26 things I want to do in my 26th year and yeah volunteering was one of them because I felt like I did it a lot growing up and then became an adult and it just like dropped off of my mind. I was like, Same. oh, I, you know, I can donate money, but it's also like I have time or I have skill sets that I can yeah. volunteer or donate. And so luckily my mom was involved with a group called Girls on the Run and they're okay. a great organization to volunteer with in New York. So I volunteered with them. This weekend, I'm actually volunteering with NYC Runs, which should be fun. Oh, amazing. I think what I found is like figure out the areas that you're passionate in and then find organizations from there because I'm with you. I think initially when I literally Google volunteering in NYC, it's like every possible thing under the sun. So I think if you could figure out the areas that interest you or the areas you're passionate about making a difference in like that really really helps lessen the surge and the stress of like I don't even know where to start 
I think adding it as an event would be a really cool way to also like kind of give people that opportunity to like tiptoe into it. Yeah, that's such good advice and definitely helps me because it sounds so simple. You're like, yeah, just look at what you're interested in. But I didn't even think to do that and kind of look through like, okay, maybe these are the five buckets that I have either volunteered for in the past or that I'm interested in and then find opportunities that way. But I'm excited to see Finder Offline start to do stuff like that. I love that. I want to be mindful of your time. So last question that I'll ask is, okay, someone's listened to this whole episode. They like want to try something new. They want to go to a new event, but they're scared to go alone. What would your advice be to them? I would say that that discomfort, as horrible as it is, and as many excuses as you want to make for yourself to not show up, the person who will walk out of the event and the feeling or just like the high that you will feel afterwards, that person will thank you. And that person will literally probably kind of look back and be like, oh my gosh, an hour ago, I can't believe I was so nervous about this. Like This was a great decision. And I think that it's always reassuring to just remind yourself going in that everyone is in the same boat. Everyone is feeling the same way and everyone is searching for some form of what you're searching for. You're normal. The way you're feeling is valid and it's a shared mutual feeling that I'm of the opinion needs to be discussed a lot more and just kind of like normalized. I always kind of like to go into it with like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I like try a new activity. I make conversations with people and then I go home. Great. If that's the worst case scenario, sign me up. If the best case scenario is that I potentially like meet my new best friend, try a new activity that becomes my like new hobby, even better. What are you going to lose showing up? Yeah. I love that. And thank you so much for normalizing all of the feelings. I have felt those feelings before too. Everyone feels those feelings. And even if you have done it a hundred times, it's still scary to do something for the first time. But like you said, your future self will definitely thank you. So I completely agree. I will link everything below of Find Your Offline and the events and the Geneva community. What are you excited about that you want to promote or where can everyone find you besides that? Yeah, I mean, we have some events in the works. The last thing I would love to say is if you are a business owner, you do anything that you are thinking like, oh my God, this is the group I want to get in front of or... I have this great idea. Like, I want to do this. Please, please, please DM me because I'm always excited about that kind of partnership or that kind of opportunity because when it can be mutually beneficial, that is perfect in my opinion and everything that I've wanted it to be. So I'm very excited to kind of continue to build those opportunities and partner and work with interesting individuals and other groups in the city. Yeah, that's amazing. If you're in New York City, Maddie and I are going to plan a Yoga Finder Offline collab. Stay tuned for that. Otherwise, thank you so, so much, Maddie, for coming on to the podcast today. It was so amazing to have you. And I will link everything down below. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and what you try out this week. DM me at the recalibrate.podcast Instagram. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night or week. I am so, so grateful for all of you for listening and for following along. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday.